feet with me, please, and would you stretch your hands uh, toward me? I'm going to pray over this message uh, about the favor of God. Father, I draw wisdom this morning, counsel, strength from that great teacher, the Holy Spirit, that's here. You said the Holy Spirit is the paraclete that comes alongside of us to give us the wisdom and the counsel and the strength that we need to be in the place that we're supposed to be. I continue to pray for this service for those that are sick from our platform, musicians, singers, Father, Pam Alexander, Margaret Miller, all of these that have called in. We pray for their healing. We pray for the touch of heaven. Larry Arnold, Father, that uh, is still in the hospital. And Father, we pray that you will reach out to every person name by name and person by person and Father, may the favor of God come. We give you praise and honor. In Jesus' holy name, amen. You may be seated. So on Wednesday night, we were talking about the favor of God, how the favor of God is a seed that we put into somebody else's life. Favor is a divine current we talked about Wednesday that takes you from your present season to your future dreams. How many understood that, that we're here Wednesday? Favor is the, also the golden link that takes you from the pit to the palace. How many has been to the pit? How many know the palace is better? Favor is when someone has a desire to solve a problem for you. Amen? It, because the golden connection that God wants to give people that could easily shorten the trip of discouragement that you're on could become a short trip because you stand on the promises of God that the journey of sorrow and disappointment is almost over. But favor causes us to recognize the path. We talked about that. Recognize the path and also to recognize the person that is making the delivery of the favor to us. Amen? And here's the here's one that's important. Say, favor is a gift from God. You cannot purchase it. Actually, we don't even deserve it. And God's not obligated to give it to us, but yes, he does. He says the blessing of, the, of Abraham is upon the children of God. They're called favors. I said they're called favors. The favor of God. Number three, favor is necessary for you and I to walk in success. When God spoke to me many years ago to write Destined for Hell, the autobiography, I knew a lot of books had been written, but I was approached by uh, Cliff Dudley. I was in Arkansas, speaking at a church in Arkansas, and Cliff Dudley, who wrote Jim Baker and Tammy Faye Baker's books, uh, approached me and said, man, you got a tremendous testimony. You need to write a book. And you know, and I didn't want to write a book because everybody was writing books. I wanted to, I wanted to do something to touch people's lives. So we were staying at his home in Greenleaf, Arkansas. And he said, I want you to stay up on the third floor of his big house where Jim and Tammy Baker wrote their book. I gotta be me. The way she wrote the book, I got the late Tammy Faye Baker. I gotta be me. And so I started writing the book. 
And he began, he published the book. And the book, immediately when it came out, it became a bestseller according to them, Newly Press. And then it got printed in Spanish. Then it got printed in Portuguese. It began to touch people's lives. And God's, God's favor began to open up and all of a sudden public schools began to have me come and speak. Who would have think that God would use a Pentecostal preacher? I was in a Roman Catholic church as a little boy, raised in a home that was infested by gangs in New York City and Philadelphia. And witchcraft was a common practice among the Spanish, Hispanic culture there that I would be asked to come to different schools and give my testimony in a non-religious, non-sectarian fashion to people about the glory and the power of God. Gil and I were in Alabama. One, 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 uh, we were invited to Alabama. Nikki Cruz, who did the forward for my book, has a board member who had a number of supermarkets that he owned, a businessman, and he invited us to come to their home and his wife was a travel agent, and they asked us to come to a little church in New Brockton, Alabama, for me to share my testimony. And when I got there, I was shocked. I said, oh, by the way, we have scheduled some high school and junior high school assemblies within the area, Dothan, Alabama, New Brockton, Alabama. And I, and I thought, oh, well, that's no, no big deal, two or three. I, we were scheduled to do 20 high school and junior high school assemblies in a five-day period. Two and three a day. And the home that we were staying in, I'd never slept on a waterbed, and they had a waterbed in the room that they gave us. And uh, to, to be honest with you, they don't know this, and unless, unless they hear it online today, Gail and I switched every night. She would sleep in the waterbed, I would sleep on the sofa. Because I didn't feel, I, so I don't know whether I even like going on a boat or a ship. And this is what happened. But schools began to call all over after Alabama, Texas, Missouri, Florida, Pennsylvania, Arizona, all over. And then just the other day, Victory Christian School here in Tulsa has almost 800 students. Pastor Sharon Daughtery asked me, said, uh, has the school contacted you? We want you to do an assembly for our junior high students, for our high school students, Metro Christian School, Kiefer School, we're getting ready to contact the lady over that. It's the favor of God that's going to open the door. And I want you to pray with us that the favor of God, as we walk into places that some pastors cannot walk in because they don't have, I guess, they don't have the background to walk into. So I'm looking, how can a pastor walk into a school when there's a separation of church and state and education, but they're desperate and they need help and they need hope? Amen? So believe the Lord. We have probably 11,000 books. And we're going to give every student a book that goes in. He said, well, what, what if you begin to go to so many schools? You run out of books. Well, the same people that helped us purchase the 13,000 and we're down to 11,000. We'll get, we'll get it. Amen. God is faithful. Favor of God will bring success. Amen. You cannot work hard enough to get enough jobs to generate the finances 
that you will need for your dreams and for your goal. But God said, I am your financier. Amen? God said, I'm your financier. I'm talking about favor. A few months ago, we went through this building and air conditioners, heaters were all breaking down. They were not working. Our bills were extremely high, paying utility bills. And it was because units were worn out from years. And I said, Lord, and, and, and it was over $40,000 to get all those things either fixed or replaced. Most of them were replaced. We didn't have $40,000. But we had one of our friends and partners that supports our ministry heard what was going on. I sent a letter on our uh, transformation outreach stationery telling our partners about our church's need. And one lady from our ministry, from the TOM ministry, Transformation Outreach, called us. She's been here several times to, to, uh, to visit with us here. And she actually did music for us for a while. She's a music teacher. She's a vocal teacher, piano teacher. She has a music school. And she said, you know, my pastor has a fund to help situations like this told me her pastor's name but I said I know who he is but I don't know him she said oh don't worry about that she sent him a copy of what we needed and that church in Branson Missouri called us and said what are, what is it that you need and we gave them a bid of what we gave and Faith Church in Branson, Missouri, Keith Moore, all of a sudden, out of the clear blue, we got a check in the mail for $40,000 to fix our air and our heat conditions here. Everybody say, that's the favor of God. Look at somebody said, can I do you a favor? Let me in fact say, say, if you only knew who you were sitting next to, once again, you should take me out to lunch after church. The favor of God. You take one gigantic step into the future and the Lord will take you into a dimension that you have never been by the favor of God. Number three, number four. Favor begins when you solve a problem for somebody else. When Joseph interpreted the dream for Pharaoh, his gift made room for him at that point. You know what? Joseph came out of the pit and went to the palace. And while he was in the palace, the temptation was there to try to destroy and sabotage and destabilize the future that God had for Joseph to become the prime minister there. Potiphar's wife began to attack him. She saw a good looking young man and she began to attack him in an immoral fashion. And when Potiphar stepped out to go to a business trip, he was walking down the royal palace one day. And she opened the door of her bedroom and said, Joseph, come in here. Please come in here. And Joseph stopped and said, no, my lady, no, my lady. That would be a sin against God and against your husband. The favor of God will stop people. I said, the favor of God will try to stop people from sinning and they don't know it. When God puts a blockage to stop you from doing something wrong, you better accept it. Amen? So favor began 
when Joseph began to solve a problem, what problem did he solve? He interpreted the dreams that Potiphar was having while he was in the jail. And they pulled him out of the jail to interpret the dream. And the favor of God came. But you know what? While he was in the middle of having a breakthrough in his life, the enemy tried to attack him. Favor is a seed that you can sow into someone else's life. You say, how, how do I do that, Pastor? How can I sow a seed in someone else's life? Favor begins as a seed. And most of the time, if you will stand on it and pray over it and water it, it becomes a harvest. What you sow today will enter into your life, into your future. This is the harvest of favor. Galatians chapter 6 and verse number 7 tells us something about what happens when God lets you have a seed. He said, for be not deceived. Say, be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man, what? Say it again. Whatsoever a man, what? One more time. Whatsoever a man, what? That shall he, what? So whatever you sow, you're going to reap. God is going to cause you to reap the harvest that you have sown. We're beginning to see the, the harvest of the seeds that we've sown in 2023. You say, well, is there a timeline for that? There's no timeline for it. Some get it real quick, some months, some years. But everybody say, it will come. I said, it will come. Your seed is coming. Some people do not need finances. They just need joy. Some people are so sad, they look like they've been baptized in pickle juice. Somebody say, smile. Give your face a rest. We need to get positive thoughts in our mind. Some people, if I know some people that are so negative, if they had one positive thought in one week, they'd have a brain freeze. And God said, it's time for us to get the favor of being happy one more time. Say amen if you believe that. Favor begins as a seed and ends as a harvest. And favor, this is very important, I want you to listen very closely. Favor can stop when you deliberately ignore an instruction from God. It is important that we understand. What's the scripture that we all read in Romans? Faith comes by. And hearing by the. By the word of God. Saul the Bible said. Ignored. An instruction. He, I said he ignored the instruction. Of Samuel. To do what he was supposed to do. And the favor of God stopped. God altered the monarchy and David became king because Saul failed to follow an instruction. Then came the word of the Lord unto Samuel saying, It repenteth me that I have set up Saul to be king for thou hast rejected the word of the Lord and the Lord have rejected thee from being king. And there started a jealousy between Saul and and David. Y'all know the story. I don't have to tell you. The children know that story. We adults need to get back to that story. Somebody amen. In the Bible, the Old Testament, we don't like to read about the Old Testament. We think it's a hard book to read. But King Nebuchadnezzar, 
experienced an uncommon success when he became filled with pride and God let him become like a beast in the field for seven years. But when his heart was lifted up and his mind was hardened, uh, became, uh, his mind became uh, hardened in pride, he was deposed from his kingly throne. And they took his, his glory from him and his heart, the Bible said, was made like the beast's. Let me say this to you about favor. Favor stops, and I think when you, when you take up offerings here, I usually hardly ever take up offerings here, but I have Brother Ralph do that. But favor stops when the tithe is withheld from God. It should not be this quiet in here. <laughs> Let me try it again. Did, is my microphone need, did they hear what I said? Does the microphone need to be turned up? Favor stops when the tithe is withheld from God. Favor stops when you are to give an offering above the tithe that stops. Amen. That basket there, I put it there because that is called the Jubilee basket. And if you feel led, and I know that Brother Ralph already mentioned something to you about our fiesta. We're having almost uh, 90 people going to be here a week from Wednesday back there. And you won't have to pay for nothing. The food is going to be there. Anybody like Mexican food here? Anybody like, if you like Mexican food, raise one hand up. How many love Mexican food? Raise two hands up. How many really like Mexican food? Raise both your feet up. No, don't do that. <laughs> I mean, I'm just telling you right now. We're going to have fun here. But God is going to supply I mean, I said, God is going to supply. And he's going to make the best out of your life, the favor of God. I mean, if you went to a, Me to a Mexican restaurant to eat, it costs you 18 bucks for one plate. That's without the expensive guacamole. Amen? Come on, somebody say amen. But the favor of God is going to land on the runways of your heart. So Saul ignored the instruction and favor stops when the tithe is withheld. And let me say this. You may not want to hear this, but I have to tell you. A curse comes instead of a blessing. When the tithe was held. The Bible tells, he read it today. Will a man rob God? And he says, you have robbed me. But you say, wherein have I robbed thee? And he said, in tithes and offerings. You are cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me. Even this whole nation, he said in Malachi chapter 3 and verse number 8 and 9. And then the next one, favor, oh I love this part, can make you wealthy in one day. Amen? Say this with me, say the seed, put your hands out like this, say, the seed that leaves my hand never leaves my life. In other words, that, that $300 check you gave or the $200 check or the $1,000 check or the $1,500 check you gave may leave your hand but never leaves your life. And people will come to you and ask you to do things that a lawyer can't do. You say, how do you know that? Because it happens to me all the time. 
Happens to me all the time. Phone call, letter. My son is facing 30 years in the penitentiary. Can you help me? You know what I say? I'm not a lawyer. Oh, we know you're not a lawyer. I said, what makes you think I can do it? He says, because we've heard that you've done it before. I said, I haven't done nothing before like that. Oh, no, we, we've heard. The district attorney in Creek County, a good friend of mine is Max Cook. I know all the judges on the bench. I serve on the community sentencing board. I still do on the community sentencing board for probation and parole. When they swore three new judges in Tulsa, the former district, uh, district attorney became a judge and called me because he was a Christian say, would you pray over the new judges that are going to be sworn in? Since when does a guy that like me, that I was so good at stealing before I got saved because I stole to support my drug habit, I was so good at stealing, I could steal a radio and leave the music behind. Becomes friends to judges and district attorneys. And they call you to pray over their conventions. Over their inaugurations of judges. And then you meet a judge. And so I'm telling you what I said about when they call you, can you help my son? Yeah, we had a boy who's in Teen Challenge program years ago. His mom and dad, both professional people here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Professional. Both of them are RN nurses. Worked in ICU. And their son one day got hooked on opiates and drugs and everything. All kinds of things. And walked into a quick crisp store in Tulsa. Quick trip. And held him up at gunpoint. Was facing almost 15 years in the penitentiary. They called said, can you help our son? And I remember telling them very specifically. I told them, I said, I, I can't do stuff. I said, well, we heard you can. I said, well, how, what did you hear? They said, well, we heard that you... You know what I did? I went, I said, I'll, I'll try to help you. I'll go see your son in the D.L. Moss, Tulsa County Jail. And I went to see him and I was on a, a, what they call a visit, a contact visit, they call it. And I told him, I told Jacob Alexander, I said, Jacob, you have to quit doing this. What, why did you do that for? And he told me his whole story about drugs. He said, is my parents going to get me out? I said, no. He said, why not? I said, because I told them not to bail you out. All of a sudden, I almost lost that guy. And, uh, and I said, don't bail him out. Do not bail him out. And are you ready for the favor of God? I'm going to talk to you about favor. When I was asked to pray over three judges, one of the judges that I prayed for was the first black Afro-American judge that went on the bench in Tulsa, Oklahoma. You heard, I'm not going to give any names, but you've seen her on television because her daughter attacked her. Remember that on TV? Attacked her, put her in the hospital. She was one of the ones I prayed for. When I heard she was in the hospital, I called her and I prayed for her and she thanked me. And when Jacob ended up going to face 12 to 15 in the penitentiary, his judge was that black judge. So I talked to the DA about the adult teen challenge. No, he ain't going nowhere. This guy tried to hold up a quick store. He's, he's a felon. He's nuts. 
I said, okay. I said, do you have any objection for me to ask the judge? I don't care what you do. But he ain't going nowhere. He's going to jail. He's not going to pass go. He's not going to collect $200. So I said, okay. I said, don't, I said, I'm not trying to overmind you. I don't care. So I went into the judge's chamber, the office, and I, I'd, I'd been there before. I said, can I see the judge for a minute? She said, well, who's asking? I said, this is Pastor Louis Torres. Well, she knew who I was. I prayed for her when she was inaugurated. Oh, yes, Pastor Torres. She walked out of the office, had a bunch of prosecutors in there that they were trying to make deals for their clients and their public defenders and stuff. She says, come on in, Pastor Torres. And I said, what can I do for you? And I said, I have a young man in him. And all of a sudden, he said, well, who, who's this? I said, I don't know. And, a, and the DA was sitting there in her office said, I am. He says, uh, okay, let me look at the record. And I, I, I think if this is it, we can work it out. And the, and the DA stood up right there in her chamber and says, I object. Your I said, your objection is documented. And we went out into the courtroom, and she let Jacob go to Teen Challenge program for one year. He finished the program, and when he got finished the program, he went back to get sentenced, and she gave him probation. If I say favor, but if you don't follow the remedy, the Bible says you're cursed with a curse, for you have robbed God of the blessing. Even this whole nation can be cursed if we don't begin to give to God and begin to pray for the survival and the well-being of Israel. Somebody say amen if you believe what I'm telling you. When you give, your children have a covering of protection that you may not know about. Favor starts when we withheld the tide. A curse comes instead of a blessing. Amen? Now, let me go back to this one. Favor can make you wealthy in one day. He said, where'd you get that at? Oh, I'm so glad you asked me. In the Bible, Ruth became the wife of a wealthy man named who? Boaz. Everybody say Boaz. So Boaz took Ruth and she was his wife. Look at Ruth chapter 4 and verse 13. Ruth became the wife of wealthy Boaz. And in the fourth chapter, verse 13, Boaz took Ruth and she became his wife. And when he went with her, the Lord gave her conception and she bore a son. Somebody say amen. God will connect you with the right people. Say amen if you believe that. And then favor, this is probably the one that I think everybody can get blessed on. Favor, the favor of God can stop a tragedy instantly. Favor prevents tragedies. Amen? Because it moved Joseph from the prison to the palace in 24 hours. Amen? And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, Thou shalt be over my house, and according unto thy word shall all my people be ruled. And when the Bible said in Genesis, and when Jonah cried out unto the streets of Nineveh favor everybody say favor sowed and flowed God has sent Jonah to warn the Ninevites 
I have been sent today here to warn you. We better understand what the word says. It should not be this quiet in here. We better understand what the word says. We better do what the word says. Amen. No wonder David said in Psalm 119. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. God sent Jonah to warn the Ninevites. And when the king called a fast at that moment, look at Jonah chapter 3 and verse 10. When the king called a fast in Jonah 3.10, the favor of God at that moment was birthed. Because when they saw their works, that they turned from their evil ways and God relented from the disaster that he had said he would bring upon them and he did not do it. Everybody say, he did not do it. How many is glad that God did not give you what you and I deserved? Somebody say amen. amen. Some of us need to be slapped three times. One by the Father, one by the Son, one by the Holy Ghost. And we have never probably been slapped by them. But you know what God does? He doesn't hurt you. The Holy Spirit convicts you. Amen. He loves you enough to correct you. He loves you enough to love you even in the middle of your sin. Amen? And when, how many have ever been stupid? And wanted things that you really didn't deserve. I remember the story of the, of, of the boy that raised in a good Christian home. And the father uh, tried to be good to him and didn't, wanna, didn't want him to do things like early. And, and he thought he was being deprived because his father, when he was uh, 16 years old, did not buy him a car like the other, the other friends in school got to drive cars uh, to school. And he didn't get to it. He thought he was being deprived. So he said, oh, dad, you need to get me a car. I need to, I need the keys to cars. My, all my friends drive to school. And, and, I need, and, and, and the father finally got tired of hearing that boy. said, now, son, driving a car is a very responsible thing. Now, you need to understand it's a responsibility to drive a car. You have to be responsible. So, well, what do you want me to do? He said, okay, let me ask you a question. For the next 30 days, here's what I want you to do. Be responsible. I want you to take the trash out every single, twice a week. Make sure the trash is emptied and taken out. Okay? Oh, yeah, okay. And then he said, son, I not only want you to take the trash out, but I want you to see that Bible there on the kitchen, on the living room table, that Bible. I want you to read that Bible twice a day. Read scriptures in it. I can do that. I can do that. And one more thing, son. This was years ago when the boys had long hair. You know, the days of the hippie. You know what a hippie is, don't you? A hippie back then was a person that looked like Tarzan, talked like Jane, and smelled like Cheetah. I'm not going to just miss him. Just trying to get a little humor out of you, okay? So, so they had long hair. So he said, and son, you need to go get a haircut. Okay, Dad, I can, I can handle all that. 30 days passed by. And the son, the minute the 30 day on the dot came, he said, dad, 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 keys, keys, where's that car? I've done everything you said, everything you said. And the father said, oh, wait a minute now, let's see. Have you taken the trash out? Oh, yeah, dad, I took the trash out very faithfully, loyally. All right. 
How about that Bible? He said, oh, if you had that, I've read that Bible. I've read it. I've read it. I've looked through the pages. I've even seen the pictures in it. Well, okay, son. I noticed you still hadn't got a haircut. And he said, well, dad, did you know that Bible I've been reading? Did you know Jesus had long hair? He said, yeah, and he walked everywhere he went. Everybody say, favor comes when we obey the Lord. Favor began to grow. Jonah cried out on the streets of Nineveh, and the favor flowed. God has sent Jonah to warn the Ninevites. Last but not least, everybody say with me, favor can grow. Say it with me. Say, my favor that God gives me is going to grow. I'm going to impart to my daughters to my children, to my sons, to my family, the favor of God. Jesus grew in favor according to Luke chapter 2 and verse 52. Luke 2 and verse 52. The Bible said Jesus grew in favor. How many think we need to grow in the favor of God? I don't know about you, but I would rather get God's favor than to, for you to give me a favor. And Jesus, the Bible said, increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with what? With God and who else? And man. And man. And man. Jesus grew in favor with God and man. The good happening for you today can increase 100 times. The Bible's called it, say, a hundredfold. And Peter began to say unto him, Lo, we have left all we've done. We've left our brothers, our sisters, our houses, our mothers, our wives, our children, our land for the sake of the gospel. And what did Jesus say to them? You shall what? Receive what? You shall receive the favor of a hundredfold. Say a hundredfold. A hundredfold return. He shall receive a hundredfold in this time. In this time, in this life of houses and brethren and sisters and mothers and children and lands. Oh, we don't like to say this one. And persecutions. Persecutions. And in the world to come, he said you will have. Say, I will have eternal life. And said, I'll have eternal life. And say, life more abundantly. Say, more abundantly. Did you get anything out of this this morning? The favor of God. Do you imagine your children coming to you and say, Mom, your daughter, can I wash the dishes for you? Dad, can I wash your car for you? Come on. Today, kids, they're, the, the mode they're in is, girls, I just can't wait to get out of this house. Can't wait till I'm 18. I can't wait till I'm out of this house. I'm 18, and Prince Charming comes to sweep me off out of this place. Amen? Yeah, honey, he will. When Prince Charming comes, he's going to sweep you off to the lands of diapers and dishes. Could you imagine that? Are you looking forward to that? 
Let me tell you something, my friend. It's not all what it looks like out there. Gail and I have been married 50 years this past September. And we've seen people come and go. Come and go. Come and go. But I'm going to tell you something what I will never want my life to be absent of. That is the favor of God. You can do me all the favors you want to. You can... You can, you, can, you can sow into my life gifts and be peaceful and all of that stuff, but there's nothing like the favor of God. There's nothing like having the favor of God. And I felt like God is going to be doing more favorable spiritual opportunities for Gail and I this year, 2024, than any year ever in our life. We're going to see some miracles you're going to have some peace and some joy and some happiness in your life. Amen. Matter of fact, you know what God's going to do in a lot of us this year? A new makeover. Amen. Say a new makeover. A makeover that will bring you into the place that God identifies who you are. God sees you. God knows you. Say, he's the God of miracles. He's the God of life. He's the God of power. Now I want you to stand to your feet with me. Please all here, stand. Now I want to do what the Holy Spirit told me before we leave, okay? I want to ask everyone that's in this building to please come stand here in the front. Everyone from the back to the front, just stand around the front here. I'm going to say a prayer before you leave. I'm going to pray the favor of God come upon you would you all just start coming everybody just come just come come with your spouse with your family member come stand here and i'm going to pray and i'll dismiss you from here jesus jesus pray my own prayer, but you pray your prayer. I'm not, you don't have to repeat what I say. I'm going to pray a prayer of things that I've kind of, I may have, it may be personal that, I, that I've been through, but I'm also going to add that have been hurtful, but victorious. I'm going to pray that prayer. Then you pray your prayer on your own, however you want. You pray whatever you want. You don't have to follow my lead. Okay. Father, I, as I pray, you know what I have been through in my life, Father. Saved. I've been through hurts, through pains, through disappointments, through rejections from my very own family as a, as a young boy, as a teenager, abandoned, just like my book says, hopeless, left alone, sleeping in alleyways on rooftops, running, riding the buses, a train all night in New York City, in Philadelphia. But Lord, then I came to you one day 
at a little church in Medford, New Jersey through a Teen Challenge Adult program and got saved. And now the peace of God that passes all understanding is on me right now. Now you're through praying your prayer. Now I want you to repeat this one with me. Take one hand, take, take your hand, raise it up to the master over this building and say this with me. You can repeat this with me. Father, speak to my heart. Speak to my spirit. Let me sense your presence. Remove all disappointment, all hurt, all sorrow, all pain from my mind, from my memory. Paint my mind, Lord, with Calvary's blood. Wash away the stain of yesterday's pain with your brush of love. You've covered the earth, the land, and the sea. Lord, please do this one thing for me. Paint my mind with Calvary's blood. For let me forgive like I've been forgiven. Let me love like you've loved me. Let me give, Lord, like you've given to me. Let me say nice things about my enemies, even though I don't think they may deserve it. Let me love them the way that you love them. And thank you, Lord, for letting this pastor speak this message to me. In Jesus' name, amen. Now look this way. Say this good confession. I want you to leave here with a good confession. Say, I love Brother Torres. Amen. How many is glad you came to church today? Amen. Amen. I want you all to come back on Wednesday. If you were not, we'll, we'll have the, we'll keep this basket out here for those of you that want to help us uh, get that food paid for. And the meal, the meal is basically being catered by a company. Uh, and if you want to sow in that, there'll be no tickets, uh, no fee for you. There's going to be a good meal and there's going to be uh, not only uh, good food, that's even going to have a dessert, a cake. Amen. Anybody here like sugar? How many know it's really not good for you, but once in a while you, you can, and you know what we, we, we usually what do you eat a little bit of sugar, then take about a thousand and then take about 4,000 uh, milligrams of vitamin C to wash it down. <laughs> Love you guys. Love you. Don't forget if you're not coming, if, if you're coming and you want to bring someone, let us know. I think we still have a few seats available for a week, say a week from Wednesday. Amen. Praise God. Now you guys are allowed to come to church on Wednesday night if you want to. Amen.